Well, Merry Christmas. My name is Jeannie Stevens. I'm one of the lead pastors here. And as Jarrett just mentioned, light is a really big part of Christmas. How many of you actually, you have some lights up at your house right now, maybe lights on a Christmas tree or lights that are helping you to decorate uh, for this Christmas? We love all of the lights at Christmas time, don't we? We put lights on trees, we, we sing about light in our Christmas songs, and, and this most wonderful time of the year is a time that is filled with so much light. But what do you do? What do you do when your life does not feel light? How do you live in the light when perhaps your life actually feels a bit dark? Especially in light of the days um, that we are all in within our world. And, And that's what I wanna spend a few moments this morning looking at. What do you do when your life actually doesn't feel light? Well, to answer that question, we actually need to know where does light actually come from? And and to figure out where does light come from, we have to go all the way back to the beginning of the Bible, to the book of Genesis. And the very first act of God in Genesis 1 was to actually create light. It says in, in the very first verses of the Bible, Genesis 1, 3 and 4, it says this, and God said, Let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good, and what he did was he separated the light from the darkness. So in the story of life, light actually plays a really big role. Light changed the story. Now, we've probably all had a moment in our lives where we found ourselves in the dark and then light entered into the room and it changed the environment. Maybe you remember a time in your life where you were asleep and you were warm and you were cozy in your bed and the lights were out and then someone walked into your room and they instantly turned on the lights. It's not a good moment, is it, right? You're you're startled by the light, and it kind of reminds me of what happened in our house just yesterday. See, our kids are actually on their Christmas break. Any other kids in the room that are officially on their Christmas break? Yeah, yeah, Christmas break is a great time, and yesterday was the first official day of Christmas break, and I thought for sure, you know, our kids get up every day, they get ready, they go to school, all that kind of stuff, and I thought for sure they're going to want to stay asleep in their warm and their cozy beds, perhaps even like double digits, like 10 a.m., and, and you know, and I thought surely my kids thought, you know, how hard their parents work. Um, how faithful we are with our jobs. And, and I thought, they thought, you know, for sure, let's let mom and dad, like, stay in bed a little bit longer. But no, Amen. at 6 a.m., at 6 a.m., my kids just came barreling into our room, and, and they started turning our lights on and off, on and off, like creating their own little strobe light show in our bedroom and started pulling at us, begging for us to get out of the bed and to make them pancakes and bacon. This was how we started Christmas break. And um, one of the parents in our household actually got up. <laughs> One of, one of the parents left the bed and chose to start the day. And sometimes, sometimes, when we are in the dark, we actually, we want to stay in the dark, don't we? 
We don't like it when someone decides to turn the lights on on us. We don't like it physically, and, and oftentimes we don't like it emotionally or relationally, even spiritually. Because when we're in the dark, sometimes we actually want to stay there. And even though God said that the light was good, when he created the light, he said that the light was good. But people have always found a way to escape the light and actually return to the dark. In fact, right after God created the light, he actually created man and woman. He created Adam and Eve, and he created this beautiful garden, this beautiful place for them to live, and it was filled with beauty and hope and with light. But eventually, Adam and Eve chose the darkness yet again, and God was separated from the people that he created, the people that he loves. And in many ways we are a lot like them. Even though you and I were created for the light, oftentimes we stay in the darkness. Maybe you, in your life, maybe you choose the darkness by needing to be right all the time. Maybe you you choose the darkness by consistently looking at, at your needs instead of the needs of others. Maybe you you choose the darkness by moments when you could be patient with your brother and your sister. Instead, you choose to be impatient. Maybe you, you choose darkness in your life by always needing to be in control. Now, I don't know anything about that one. I hear that there are people that struggle with this issue of control. Maybe you choose darkness by avoiding Maybe you choose darkness by numbing or medicating or staying addicted. Maybe you choose darkness by choosing to actually not be present with the ones that you deeply love. Maybe you've chosen darkness by staying angry in a relationship that you're in. And instead of reconciling and restoring that relationship, you're just choosing to to remain stubborn and to remain closed. Maybe you choose darkness by being judgmental. Most of us, though, we find ways to choose darkness in our lives, don't we? And the reason I know that that we choose to do this is because I see how I do it in my own life. And God knew, God knew that left to ourselves, we would actually continue to fumble around in the dark. And that is why the Bible describes Jesus, this gift of Jesus, this gift of Jesus at Christmas, The Bible describes him as a gift of light. That what we celebrate at Christmas is that Jesus broke through the darkness. He broke through the silence. He broke through the separation. And he brought light. John 1, 4 says that in him was life. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has yet to overcome it. Darkness has never been able to extinguish the light. And what this passage says to us, that in him, meaning in Jesus, this baby that was born in Bethlehem, the son of God, fully human and fully God, in him 
is life. And in that life, we find light. And he would be the light for all mankind. And everything about the Christmas story is actually God revealing the light of his son Jesus to the world. The entire story of Christmas is actually an interruption of light. Each person in the story of Christmas actually was interrupted at some point with light. You think about Mary for a moment. She's at home in her living room having an ordinary day and an angel appears and lights up her living room and announces that she is going to have a baby. Joseph, who's engaged to Mary, finds himself in a moment where an angel comes into his life and says, listen, the woman that you're going to marry, she's going to give birth to a child. And that child is my son. And I picked you to be his dad here on earth. Can you imagine that moment of light for Joseph? There was a moment when, when some innkeepers actually had to choose to go out into the stable and to turn on the lights so that this young couple could give birth to the Son of God. The scriptures tell us that when Jesus was being born, that actually the night sky was lit up with angels declaring that Jesus was born and there was light all throughout the night sky. Later on in the story, it tells us that there were some wise men that, that traveled to see this Messiah and they followed a star. They followed light to go see this light of the world. Jesus is the light of Christmas. He is the interruption of light, the long-awaited promise of life. And Jesus, Jesus is actually the light that leads to life. Jesus is the one true light that leads to life. Bethlehem's light, this baby that was born over 2,000 years ago, that light has actually never gone out. And that light is what leads to true life. Now there was, there was a moment, 33 years after Jesus was born, after he had, he had healed the sick, he had brought dignity to the poor, he fed the hungry, he taught the good news of grace and God's love, and he told everyone that he was in fact the son of God. And when he told everyone that he was the son of God, the rulers of the day, the leaders of that day were not okay with that. And so what they did was they actually crucified Jesus for claiming to be the light. And when Jesus died, most people actually believe that hope had died. Even, even Jesus' closest friends found themselves wandering back towards the darkness. But God, the creator of life and of light, of course, had a different plan. Three days later, the light of the world, Jesus, rose from the dead and he declared that he would be the light of the world that would never, ever go out. And that light is still alive today. And that light is what we celebrate 
at Christmas. And I don't believe that it is an accident for any of us to be in this room today. In fact, my prayer for you, my prayer that I have been praying all week long is that you would have an encounter with the light of Jesus, that you would experience the warmth and the love and the grace and the care of Jesus in a transformational way that when you walk out of these doors in a few moments, that your life will be different because you encountered the light. And the reason that I know that that is possible is because I know what his light has done in my life. I know how his light has changed my life, and I have seen what his light has done in the life of those that I love. And I wonder today, I wonder where you need his light in your life this Christmas. I wonder if there are places where your life feels dark. I wonder if if there are places where your life just feels like it's out of control, places where you are desperately trying to, to kind of pull it together and keep things together, and you know that you could desperately use the light of life in your life. You know, usually when someone points out darkness in our lives, we tend to resist the light a little bit. We try to kind of snuff it out, make it go away. But the light of Jesus is not like that. When the light of Jesus invades your life, his light is a light of hope. It's a light of freedom. It's a light where you don't have to pretend anymore. It's a light of peace, of relief, of ease, of wisdom, of comfort. And I know I know that there are some here today and this Christmas, this Christmas, you need that kind of light in your life. Life feels like it has just gotten off the rails and and you don't know where to turn and what to do and you need the light of life. There there are some here today that are are battling fear and it it is just a toxic fear that is within and and you don't want anyone to know that you're battling this fear and you know that you desperately need the light of life. There are some here today and, and this Christmas, this Christmas is the first Christmas where someone will be missing from your Christmas table. And this last year, you lost someone that you love dearly. And when they died, it felt like the lights kind of went out. And you have been in the, the ditch of grief. And you desperately need the light of life. There are some here, and they are feeling the ache of loneliness. You were hoping that a relationship would have worked out. Maybe you were just hoping that someone would have come into your life this last year, and that ache of loneliness is so ever-present, and you desperately need the light of life. There are some that wanted to start a family this year, and you were so hopeful that this would be the year that a baby would join 
your family. And that hasn't happened yet. And that pain is so palpable. And you desperately need the light of life. There are some that have a huge decision to make and you just feel in the dark about what it is that you're supposed to do. Maybe it has to do with where to live or, or with your finances or, or what God wants you to do with your life and you just desperately need the light of life. Maybe it has to do with a relationship. Maybe it's in an area of discouragement. Maybe you just need to know today that the author of light that this God, this Jesus is actually good and you can trust his light and every one of us needs, needs his light in some way in our lives. And the reason that I know that is because I need his light in my life. I need it every single day. And some of you know um, that the Monday before Thanksgiving, we found ourselves in the ER with our six-year-old Gigi. And she had a high fever uh, and was struggling to breathe, and so uh, we were encouraged to take her to the ER. And throughout the evening, they ran um, multiple tests. And the following morning, we found ourselves um, watching our six-year-old roll into surgery. And during her surgery, uh, they discovered that Gigi had somehow gotten this very rare infectious disease uh, called bacterial tracheitis. And it literally occurs uh, one in one million people. Um, and so our family spent the week of Thanksgiving at Rush University Medical Center in the ICU. Now, thankfully, uh, they caught the disease in the nick of time. And Gigi has been on meds, and she is on the mend, and she is telling the world that she is one in one million. <laughs> and this Tuesday, we actually have our final follow-up appointment, and we're hopeful um, that we're going to get a clear scan um, with this crazy disease totally gone from her body. But something happened to me. Something happened to me while I was there with Gigi in the ICU. And as I slept on that uncomfortable chair next to my daughter's bed and I watched the lights on the monitor that she was attached to flicker all night long, in the middle of that dark hospital room, I felt like never before in my life how desperately I needed the light of Jesus. And I know that I'm a pastor, and I know that I should only tell you about prayers that I pray with thou and thee in it, and um, that I never pray with any kind of fear, that I just always feel faith. But I will tell you, in the middle of that dark hospital room, The only prayers that I could mutter out was, please, Jesus, please be her light. Be her life. Be my light. Be my 
my life. And perhaps some of you have found yourselves in a similar hospital room. Perhaps you've found yourself praying those kinds of desperate prayers when you needed the light of Jesus like never before. And somehow, somehow in the middle of that dark hospital room, even in the midst of of all of the fear and all of the faith, all kind of wrapped up into one, somehow I firmly believe that we were actually never really in the dark. We are never really in the dark. You see, Jesus himself says, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And Jesus, Jesus is the light that leads to life. Jesus is the only one that can be with us in those darkest hours can actually bring light into the darkness. Jesus is like this ultimate chandelier of light. And when you let the light of Jesus penetrate every area of your life, you actually find life. And I know that there are probably some here today and you feel like your life you kind of have literally been stumbling around in the dark most of your life. You feel like you've kind of been feeling out, looking for the light switch, trying to turn it on, not knowing where it's at. And you're tired and you don't want to keep bumping into things because you can't see. And Jesus, the baby born in Bethlehem, has come to replace that darkness in your life with his light. And God knew, God knew that we could not on our own pull ourselves out of the darkness. And so that is why he sent his son Jesus to live among us and then to die for us to actually die for the darkness that we find ourselves so easily entangled in. In fact, the Bible says that while Jesus hung on the cross, that a literal darkness came over the earth. And then three days later, what we celebrate at Easter, when some women came to the tomb to see Jesus, the man that they thought was dead, they saw a man and the Bible says that Jesus literally looked like lightning. Isn't that amazing? The true light of the world had conquered death and darkness once and for all. And some of us in this room today need to step into that light, perhaps for the first time. You need to invite Jesus to be the leader and the light of your life, to just kind of rip the cover off of the facade that you have built in your life and to finally allow him to be the light and to lead your life. Because you know what happens when you invite him to be the light of your life? His light changes things. His light changes things. And it can happen as easily as you saying, Jesus, I need your light. It can happen as easily as when I was in that hospital room just saying, Jesus, please, please help me. Guide me. Be my light and my life. 
And some of you feel like you are on a path that you just can't get off of. And maybe today, maybe this Christmas, Christmas 2014 is the year that you finally surrender to the light. And you finally leave the darkness and you get to experience life in the light. And life in his light does crazy things to people. And I've seen it. I've seen judgmental people become compassionate people. I've seen selfish people become serving people. I've seen cold people become loving people. I've seen sad people become joy-filled people because his light changes things. His light changes us. And I know that because his light has changed me. And even the darkest parts of your life, the light of Jesus wants to enter in. And so I want to lead us through a prayer. And we're going to pray a little bit differently today. We're going to actually use lights that we have available to us all day, every day. Now, I'm hoping that there are no four-year-olds in the room that have cell phones, but everyone else, I'm going to ask you to take out your cell phone. You're not going to make a call. You're not going to send a text. You don't need to check Facebook. The only part of your cell phone that you're going to use is the part that actually lights up. And so what I'm going to ask you to do as I lead us through this time of prayer is if the phrase that I am praying, if that really feels like the state of your heart, like the state of your soul, that that is your prayer to God today. All I want you to do is just light up your cell phone and hold it up. You might want to make sure that it's silenced. But I'm going to lead us through a prayer. Yep, you're getting it. That's right. So I'm going to lead us through a prayer. And if the phrase that I say, if that feels like what's going on in your heart, I'm going to ask you to just light up your cell phone. And so Jesus... Right now we come before you and we say that we need your light in our lives. And there are some of us in this room, God. And we are struggling today with loneliness. And so if that is you and you need the light of Jesus to enter into your loneliness, will you just light up your phone and hold it up? Jesus, there are some of us in this room here today. And God, we have a big decision in front of us. And we need your wisdom and we need your direction and we want, we want to follow you, we want to walk in the light, God. And so will you give us that light? And if that's you, would you just light up your phone today? There are some in this room and they are right in the middle of grief and loss. And there is an ache that is so real and so deep and you long for the light of Jesus to enter into that loss. Would you just light up? And there are some that are here today and they have never really said, Jesus, I want you. I want you in my life. I want you to be 
the light that leads to life in my life. I, I confess that I can't do it on my own. Left to myself, I just keep getting my life off the rails and I need your light to actually lead me to life, to be the leader and the Lord of my life. If that is you, would you just light up your phone today? And Jesus, I believe that you see every single one of these lights, the ones that we lit and even the ones that we wanted to. And we come before you now, worshiping you, bringing you adoration, Jesus, the light of the world, the baby born in Bethlehem that has forever invaded the darkness with your love and with your grace and with your light. And as we sing to you now, may you receive this as a beautiful offering of worship and praise. It's in your name that we pray. Amen.